Okay, I'm not gonna. We're gonna keep going on. Um, I asked the question of the week this week, and I asked, "What did your father teach you, or show you, or explain to you that your mother didn't, or she couldn't, or she wanted?" I didn't get any. I got some answers, and uh, I did ask the kids in Sunday school last week, "What was this? Uh, what were some of the things that your dad taught you that your mother didn't?" I mentioned that my dad taught me how to drive. My mom didn't. I don't think I rode with my mom one time until I had my driver's license. I I don't know if I could be wrong, but I think that's the way it went Uh, when it came to doing math. If I got stumped on my math, I always went to my dad, and he would spend hours frustrated with me to try to figure out how to get through the lesson. Uh, Nothing against my mom. They just had different roles, and there's lots of things my mom did that my dad didn't do, but this today is about dad, so moms are just going to have to... Know that you're special too, but today's about dad. So, um, so these are some of the answers the kids gave me. I cannot believe this. I changed the batteries in this after last time. There you go. Okay, so my dad taught me how to shoot a gun. Okay, probably everybody in here who knows how to shoot a gun is probably your dad that taught you. My dad did not teach me how to shoot a gun. I, I barely know how to shoot a gun. I don't own one. But some of you dads taught your kids how to shoot a, a gun. Uh, drive a tractor. Anybody here, your dad taught you to drive a tractor? Yeah, a lot of people, okay. Uh, ride a horse. I do not ride horses. We don't get along. Uh, we did, I didn't grow up on a farm. My dad had, we had nothing to do with horses and work cows. That was an answer I got last week. Uh, my dad taught me how to work cows. And then I got a few answers from some adults. Uh, my father taught me how to grease a tractor. Which surprised me. It just really, I mean, it, I think I've heard it before now if I think back about it. But somebody told me their dad taught them how to grease a tractor. Uh, leave things better, things and places better than you found them. Uh, listen and learn. These are all very good advice things, right? That we, our dads teach us, our moms teach us, but this person learned it from their dad. Honor your country and God is always first. You know, when it came to my kids, uh, there, there are certain things that I kind of try to teach them uh, that Leslie doesn't. Um, one of the earliest things that I try to do is teach my kids how to ride a bike, uh, which is not the greatest experience ever. You know, it's not fun to run around the kid with the bike. Leslie was behind the camera, so I was the one running around with the kid. So I taught them how to ride a bike. Uh, Noah and I helped learn or get Caleb started on potty training. Leslie was gone for a week. We said, hey, we can do this. And so we got it started, and we're like, okay, here, you finished. <laughs> but everybody has their part in their, their place that, uh, that they play in a part of people's lives. Uh, dads, today's your day. Today's a very special day, and you are very special people. Now, I don't say that because I myself am a dad. I say that because God has given you a special role that he wants you to play that he never intended for a mother to play. Uh, although there's been lots of mothers who have risen to the challenge because the dad wasn't there, they said, I'm going to be both mom and dad to this kid. Uh, but God designed you to be the father and to play a very special role. The world is running short on fathers. Now, not the fathers who are the male side of procreation that are the donor that has all the fun and then leaves, uh, but the kind of dad who sticks around through thick and thin, who who has patience with his kids, who helps to raise them up uh, to be a man themselves. The world is running short on them. I, I did a little research and found out that without dad in my life, without a father in my life, um, Kids are two times more likely to drop out of high school. Maybe because dad quit, they quit. Uh, they're twice as likely to, be, to suffer from obesity. 
You know, some, some kids, that's how they cope with things. They just eat. This is where I find my comfort. You know, I don't have dad in the picture. Mom's probably busy. She's probably trying to do too many things. And so they just, I think, want to just start eating because that's how they deal with it. There are four times greater risk of poverty. You know, if mom's trying to do everything, uh, she can't do everything. And those kids grow up in a house with poverty and they, they just kind of continue that trend if they don't have dad around. Uh, this is the saddest one is girls are seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen, which probably means that the boys are seven times more likely to help that process t- take place. <laughs> How do you put that, right? Nice. I'm good. I can do it. <laughs> I had to think through some of this. Um, and something else that you probably would expect, they're more likely to have behavioral problems, uh, commit crimes, go to jail, abuse drugs and alcohol, all because dad is not around. And so I just want to say thank you, dads, for being dads, for sticking it out, for, for being there through the whole process of raising your kids, to, to train them up, to bring them to church on those Sundays when they would rather not go, and, and to help them become, a, to see what a man is supposed to look like based off of what your life is like. And today we're going to spend some time looking at uh, Proverbs and uh, Solomon, as he, he wrote the book of Proverbs, uh, he has this, a special verse in mind, I think Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7, where he's speaking mainly to the dads. And you know what? I know this is a Father's Day message, and it might be like, okay, I'm off the hook because I'm not a dad, or my kids are already grown up, or I'm a girl, I can't be a dad, uh, or I'm a kid and I'm not a dad yet. Uh, there's actually something in this for everybody. Uh, and so we're just... Might be a little minute parts here and there, but make sure that you're paying attention so you grab that little bit of nugget to take home with you. There's some, there's something valuable in this for everybody. So I just want to pray again and ask God's blessing on this, on his word, and then we'll dive into this. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the encouragement that is there, uh, for the promise that's there, for the challenge that is there. And I just pray that as, as men, as fathers, we would raise up to that challenge, to be better dads than we were yesterday, that we'd be more encouraged to impact uh, lives of other people, whether they're younger men or younger girls or people our own age, God, that we would know that we have some kind of impact. Please, God, give me your words to say so, this, so that this comes out as you want it to and not as, as I might make it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're mainly going to be on one verse. If you have a bulletin, it's in the back of your bulletin, and it has the outline. It's a two-point outline, so you can see where we're going to go. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7 says, The righteous man leads a blameless life, lest are his children after him. Solomon, as he's writing this, is giving this advice to fathers. And I think as he's writing this, he's thinking about dads. Because when he, back in that day, women didn't have a lot of... Uh, they were. They didn't have a lot of respect. People didn't think very highly of them. Uh, they didn't work outside the home. Uh, they a lot of oftentimes were given away in marriage, even to some guy that they didn't know, that they didn't want to marry. They didn't have a voice in legal matters. So they were really at the... Um, it really depended on what the father did, how the family was going to go. So Solomon's trying to encourage dads, make sure that you are living a blameless life because it's going to impact, it's going to affect the children who come after you. So the first thing is that a righteous man leads a blameless life. Dads, 
It starts with us. We have to be the righteous dad if we want to have righteous offspring. Uh, righteous means just, lawful, righteous. Uh, blameless is without blame, integrity. It's to have innocence. Us as fathers, whether we like it or not, are given the added responsibility of not just worrying about ourselves, but of also worrying about our family, of bringing them up in the ways of the Lord. It's the way God determined that he wanted it, and so we need to take it very seriously. Joshua twenty four fifteen, our scripture reading for today. It says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates, or the God of the Amorites, in whose land you are now living. But as for me and my house, we are serving the Lord. You know, if those other families and those other dads says, you know what, we're going to follow the Amorite gods, guess what those kids were going to do? They would go and follow the Amorite gods. He says, we're, as, as far as what my family is going to do, I'm taking a stand. We are going to choose to serve the Lord. And Joshua wrote this near the end of his life. And his whole life was developing, was showing that he was going to follow the Lord. And he's trying to pass on a legacy that says, hey, we have followed the Lord. You continue to follow the Lord because that's what God wants us to do. So fathers, including myself, we as um, need to make sure that we are showing blamelessness and righteousness in our professions, that we are fair and that we're honest in our dealings. That's going to be obviously different for all of us, uh, but we need to be uh, being uh, godly and blameless in our professions, in our personal life. The part of my life that nobody knows needs to be honorable and it needs to be above reproach. Uh, with my peers, uh, I need to be true to my word. I need to have a good reputation with those around me. Now, I wish I could say that, you know, the righteous man is perfect, that he is blameless. I mean, if he is, then that is never going to be me because I am not perfect. I've been a dad for 14 years. Unless you count the womb time, then that makes about 15 years. But I have never been perfect. Uh, my kids have seen me lose my temper. I've lost my temper at them. I've responded poorly to situations. I've been impatient when I should have been patient. I've never been perfect in my life. But uh, Solomon isn't saying that the blameless man is going to be perfect in everything he does. He knows that's not possible. But he's, he's saying is that's your goal is to be blameless. That it's, as a general rule, you're going to be making the right choices. That you are going to have a good reputation with those inside this church. You look at me, what do you think? Those people outside the church, what do they think about me? Inside my family. You know, I'm going back to a big family uh, reunion. Uh, a nephew and niece that are 18 years old that are graduating. And we're going to have kind of a big family reunion. They know me, right? They, but they haven't really seen me for three and a half years except for a few moments here and there. That family next door, including those two little boys, they see the real me. And so I got to make sure that I'm blameless out there with my whole big family, the same way that I am hopefully blameless and righteous with my little family over there right now. I'm not going to be perfect, but the overall idea is that that's my goal. People don't look at me and see some major flaw that I have to work on. I'm going to screw up, but I'm going to make it right. So that's the goal or the idea behind this blameless person is that they are trying to be blameless. It's a very good effort. And everything that I do whether I want to accept it or believe it or not, is going to impact my family. But you know what? Everybody else who's not a dad or a dad whose kids have already grown up, being righteous and blameless is not just for dads. It's for everybody. Uh, Proverbs 10.9 says, Whoever, 
Whoever means if you're a little girl, if you're an old older lady, or if you are a sister or a grandmother or an uncle or a cousin, whoever walks in integrity, whoever does the right thing, walks securely. They have nothing to worry about. If I'm all, if I'm honest with the checkbook at work, if something's showing up wrong, I don't have to be afraid because I didn't do it. If there's there's stuff missing from the store, the stock room. If I didn't do it, I have nothing to worry about. So whoever walks in integrity uh, walks securely. But it's something we are all called to do. Obviously, whoever takes crooked paths is going to eventually be found out. But it's something that God has for all of us. So point number one is that the righteous man leads a blameless life. Point number two is that the righteous or the children of the righteous man are blessed. Blessed is translated happy and blessed. And they are blessed, first of all, because they have an example to follow that is worth following. Now, kids are amazing. I mean, people are amazing, but especially kids, uh, they, and they can learn all sorts of kinds of things. They can learn, but, and they can learn it the hard way. Uh, you know, kids can learn to shoot a, a shotgun, and they might break their shoulder doing it, right? Because if they don't hold it up tight, but if you just give a kid a shotgun and say, go shoot this, they can learn the hard way that I gotta hold this tightly against my shoulder. Um, kids can learn to drive a stick shift. They can grind the heck out of the gears in order to do it. If they have to do it themselves, they can learn it. Uh, kids can learn how to swim the John Wayne style. Do you guys know what that is? Okay, I was watching a John Wayne movie a while back, and I, I don't remember which one it was, but there's a little boy who somehow John Wayne finds out he doesn't know how to swim. So he takes this kid, and he throws him out into the water. And he, could, he learned to swim the hard way. And the funny thing was his mother came to the rescue. John Wayne found out that she didn't know how to swim either. And so he was ready, but she went running off. So he didn't get to teach her how to swim the hard way. And kids can learn anything the hard way. You know, my dad was somebody who learned the hard way how to be a godly person. Uh, you know, my dad, he grew up as one of nine kids. Uh, and with my grandparents, there's a total of 11 of them. My dad was a drinker. He was a smoker. He was a fighter. I, I don't know if I told you this before, but he once chased a kid into his own house to beat him up. Parents are all around or whatever, but he, hey, that's what they were. He was a, a Helgian. He was a bad dude um, as a kid. But right now, what is he? He's a preacher. He doesn't do those kinds of things anymore. He learned the hard way to do the right thing. My mom took him to a Bible study. And while he was there, he heard the gospel. He went home, went to the closet and said, God, if this is real, I want it. He accepted Jesus as his savior. But how much better would it be for a kid to learn how to shoot a shotgun if dad says, hold that tight right there so that you're not breaking your shoulder. Hey, Tristan, use the clutch and use the gear. This is how this works. Or swimming. Hey, I'm going to hop in the water with you and I'm going to show you how to do this. Right? Kids learn by example a whole lot better. And the, the children of a righteous man is going to lead by example. It's going to make it that much easier. My dad is a guy who's led by example. Uh, I didn't have to go through fighting and getting drunk and beating people up and all those kinds of things and kicked out of school, all sorts of that kind of stuff. I didn't have to go through that because I learned by example. So now my, my, dad, had, my dad and mom, they have four kids that are walking with the Lord. They have three spouses who are walking with the Lord. They have a whole bunch of grandkids that are walking with the Lord uh, to the, the ages they understand what is going on because he was a good example. If my dad would have continued in his trend of being fighting and drinking, I guarantee you that's what I would have been. I would have been exactly like my dad. I mean, unless, I mean God would have had a, could have, 
changed my life around. But the trend is, if your dad is like this, this is how you're going to be. Good, bad, and ugly. That's kind of how it seems to work. So the best way to teach your kid to have a blameless and righteous life is to be blameless and righteous yourself. And de- kids are always watching their dads. And my kids are always watching me. And I've, I think I've said this before, too. There's times in my since we've lived here where I've recognized my kids are a little short with each other. And they're, they're responding and they're getting angry quicker. And they're not patient. And then I started looking at myself. I realized, wait a second, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm being snippy. I'm not being patient. I'm not being lighthearted. That's why I was like, okay, I worked on me. And then it slowly affected the rest of the family because the way I was acting was kind of affecting how they were acting. And so it takes a lot uh, for a dad to make the right decision, but it does have an impact on your children. You know, even my dad now still has an impact on me. Uh, they did their online VBS last week, and they had more problems than we did. Uh, I mean, we had we had problems, but uh, they started last Sunday afternoon trying to download their VBS to, to upload it, whatever, however that works. And they started afternoon, and the next day it was still trying to do that. So my dad was up at four forty-five in the morning trying to do it. It took till eight o'clock Monday night to get that uploaded. And uh, I'm like, I would, I would be stressed out. I would be mad. I would be frustrated. I mean, I was frustrated with our problems, but I called my dad in the morning. He says, you know what, Josh, I prayed about it. What can I do? So I'm like, okay, I mean, you're pretty calm about this. I checked on him later. He's like laughing and like, I can't do anything about this, but he still was a good example to me. So I'm like, okay, next time when I get in that situation, I just saw it. Okay, I'm going to try to do it. It even got worse because Monday after they got their first one uploaded, they tried their second one, and then the power went out. It was like 21%. The power went out for like 45 minutes, uh, and I think from that point on it was okay. But he was just calm, just trusting God, realized he's in control of all this. And so it was a good example to me that I'm still watching my dad, and he's still teaching me even if he doesn't realize it. He might think I have it all together, uh, but I don't. And so there's, there's a gobble ways uh, that we can be an impact on other people, on, on our kids, whether we have children or not, whether we are grandparents or not. So I want to go through a couple of different ideas. One way is uh, the foster adopt thing. And I, I was, I was kind of hoping that Patrick and Serafina would be here. Uh, I didn't talk to them about showing up, but uh, it was actually Patrick who finally pushed me over the hump to go to the fostering classes because him and Serafina were going to go. And then we went with them and they, they've a sense adopted a kid and had their own kid. And, but it was because of, of his encouragement to go do that, uh, that I was willing to do that. But I, I grew up with it. I had, I had foster sisters. And so it was something that I was able to model to say, okay, I think maybe I can do that too. And so if I can do it, guess what I think you can do. I think you could do it too. It doesn't have to be an adoption forever. It doesn't have to be um, a fostering for, ours is for like eight weeks. It could be for two weeks. I know Stephen and Anita have done it. That's how they have Selena. Because they were willing to say, I'm willing to invest in a little kid's life and, and let God do what he's going to do with it. Now, that's what, I didn't bring that up. I only brought that up because it's like real near and dear to my heart. If it wasn't happening in my life right now, I don't know if I would have thought about it. Um, but you might say, you know what, Josh, that's nice that you do that. They're cute kids, but there's no way in the world. That's okay. It is, it's a young man's game. <laughs> but there's other things that you can do. I'm going to pick on grandpas first. 
You know, Grandpa, it's, it's, it might be that, you know what, I've, I've already raised my kids, good or bad, whatever it was, it is. And that's kind of true. The kids grow up and they become their own people. But Grandpa's still have an impact in the lives of their kids. There are times when a kid won't say, Dad, what do you think? Or Dad will say, go talk to Grandpa. Because they'll finally take his word for it. So Grandpa's, you have the opportunity to speak wisdom and to be the example into your kids' lives. Leslie's uh, grandpa that uh, he passed away from ALS a few years ago uh, was that person in in her life because her dad wasn't. He didn't say, go to church, um, but grandpa did. He'd always say, hey, did you go to church every time we'd see her? Um, are you kind of how you're living your life? He's always that mentor, that person who is asking her those tough questions. And it's even to the point that when I asked to marry Leslie, guess who I was asking? Mom, dad, and grandpa. Because and she's like, if grandpa says, okay, then that's good enough for me. And so he was the guy that ultimately said, yes, you can marry Leslie. And I can tell you some stories about that, but I won't. Because Leslie can probably hear this. Uh, someday I will. But um, anyway, so it was like he had an impact. Dad was kind of out of the picture. Yes, he was in the building. He lived there, but he didn't do his job. Grandpa kind of stepped in and he did it. So grandpas, you can do that. If you say, you know what? I don't have any kids whatsoever. Which you, you can still influence other people's kids. You can influence um, nephews and nieces. You can influence neighbor kids. Um, you know, and there's more than just saying, okay, we're going to sit down here and read the Bible. Uh, you know, you guys can influence my kids. My kids don't know how to shoot a gun. My kids don't really know how to go fishing. My kids don't know how to ride a horse or rope a horse. That was one of the examples I think I forgot. But you can have an impact on other people's kids. They, they watch you. You model certain behaviors and even bigger kids. You know, uh, the two little guys that we got right now, they, uh, Nick and I think Tristan or whatever, they ran right up to them. And these kids are hugging on them and holding on them. And it's like they're having an impact on their life. They see this is what a big boy looks like. Wow. You know, they, at some point, if they see that forever, they're going to turn around and they're going to do that kind of thing. So even if you don't have any kids, you can have an influence on other people's kids as well. Dads, I know a lot of you are doing a good job. But you can still have an impact on somebody else's kid as well. Um, you can still be an influence and a, and a, a father figure to other people's kids. Uh, a kid's... Uh, from school comes home with your kids you have the opportunity to, to encourage that kid to invest just a little bit into their life you might be the one who's rebuking them saying you know what that's not how you treat a lady that's not how you treat your elders uh, but you have the opportunity to give them sound advice so there's there's no shortage there's no stopping point where you say i'm done there's always somebody else that you can uh, impact in some positive way into their life uh, there's a, a girl that I grew up with that her dad was, as far as dads went, he was a good dad. He wasn't saved, but he provided well, uh, made sure that they went to bed on time and all that kind of thing. But when it came to the spiritual things, he was really non-existent. I mean, he wasn't saved, so what would he care? So this different guy at our church tried to become like that spiritual dad to her. When he see her kind of going off with the wrong crowd, or if, if she's going to date somebody, it kind of he always kind of stuck his nose in there to be that good influence to say, you know what, this isn't probably the kind of guy for you, or, or make sure that you guys are being pure, or, or whatever it was. This guy was stepping in to say, I'm going to try to fill this role for you, even though I'm not your biological dad, I still care for you. 
So we need to be trying to impact other people's lives. We need to be trying to live blameless lives and righteous lives. And it's just naturally going to wear off. It's just going to naturally fill fill the atmosphere. It's just going to cause people in your lives to see something different and to want to be different if you're willing to model it. So kids, this might be the only thing that you get out of this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay, Uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So I got to obey my dad. Okay, be challenged, be encouraged that, you know what, dad isn't going to be perfect, but he's going to try real hard. He loves the Lord. He's going to try to lead you. If he, if he starts saying, hey, let's do things a little bit differently, don't go, oh, man, don't balk at it. Don't try to get out of it. Say, okay, dad, at least for Father's Day, I'm going to listen. Right? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So, children, make sure that you are trying to follow the example of your dads as they are trying to follow the example of Christ. So the children of the righteous are blessed by having a godly example to follow, but they're also blessed in other ways. It might be like a temporal or temporary reward. You know, God knows how to cause the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. He knows how to make sure that the godly, the, the children of the godly parents have everything that they need. That he, he knows how to make sure that they are blessed in some sort of way. That I can't, there's not a book that says if your dad does this, you get this. So I, don't, I can't name off the kinds of blessings that you will get if, you're, if your dad's willing to be a father, a godly father that's trying to lead him. But it says that he, it says, um, the blessed are the children after them. The, the ones who come after the, the God, the Father, those children will be blessed. They'll be blessed in a uh, physical way. They'll be blessed by a reputation even. You know, if my reputation is a drunken bum, and, I, and I'm causing bar fights, and I'm just running around causing a big scene, what's that gonna, what kind of impact is that going to put on my kids? Everybody's going to think, like father, like son, they're going to think the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. I don't want to hire that guy because look what his dad was like. But if I could be a righteous, good, upstanding citizen, they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to give Noah a shot at this. You know what, I'm going to give Caleb a chance because look what his dad was like. So your, your reputation might have an impact on other people. But I, even if it doesn't seem like much in what this world has to offer, there is a spiritual impact that you are going to have in your life, your children's life as well. Because the kinds of things that you are doing to follow the Lord, your kids model that, and then in turn, they are blessed by it as well. Uh, Revelations twenty two twelve says, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. If you live a righteous life, God's going to reward you. Your kids see that, and they turn around and do the same thing. God's going to bless them and reward them as well. But the opposite is really true also. You know, the, the righteous children, um, the righteous fathers have an impact on their children. The unrighteous father has the, an impact on their children as well. Those, those kids who don't have a good godly figure in their life, um, they don't have a good um, role model to follow, uh, are, are going to be the opposite of blessed. They're not going to be happy. They're going to be downtrodden. They're going to be, in a way, cursed. They're going to have the worst things as far as the raising of life goes. And I'm going back to my dad here because my dad was one of nine kids, and he's the only one that came to know the Lord. And he was walking with the Lord, and it made such a great positive impact in my life. But there's eight others, and if you count my parent, grandparents, that's 10 out of 11 people who said, I don't want anything to do with the Lord. My grandparents have already died. One uncle has already died, but everybody else is going the wayward. Uh, I have an aunt with a female partner, a couple of uncles that deal very heavily with pornography. There's those who get drunk every, seem like every moment of every day. Um, 
just everything bad about their life. I mean, there's a couple that as far as I'm a nurse, you know, a couple that are like as far as what you see in the eyes of people is good. But you know that when you go home, it's not so good. They, they can hide it in front of you. But when they go home, it's not the same. And guess what their their kids are doing? I have cousins that are walking in the exact same shoes as what their parents did because children learn what they live. And it's getting passed very, very quickly. And it seems like grow astronomically. You know, it's, it's so hard to get one to go like this positively, but you get like this downfall of everything going wrong, and it just, just grows a lot more quickly. So fathers, you have the opportunity. It's a very special privilege. Grandpas, uh, uncles, uh, boys, everybody who has somebody looking up to you, you have some special opportunity to be a spiritual impact, to live a righteous and blameless life that models to them, this is how it's done. You don't have to say this is how you do it. You just do it, and they'll, they'll just naturally want to do the same kinds of things as well. The alternative is easier. Live life however you want. Say whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Uh, it's going to have the same effect. It's going to impact them as well. But why not impact uh, as a righteous man does and do it for the Lord? Happy Father's Day. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for being the perfect example of what a father is. That you're willing to love and sacrifice and give up everything for us so that we could have salvation. That you're still patient with us, you're still forgiving. You don't treat us as our sins deserve. God, I thank you for all the fathers in this room. I thank you for the grandfathers. I thank you for the, the boys that are going to grow up to be uh, uncles and fathers and, and godly male figures in other people's lives. I just pray that you would give us the determination and the, the longevity to do this. And we'd have the wisdom to, to lead our families well, uh, to lead other people well in the ways of your word. And I pray for your help. And I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen.